0: Hello, friends, it's Ann West, Executive Director of the Island Health and Wellness Foundation, and we are back with another episode of the Just for the Health of It podcast. The following is a conversation that I had with Genevieve McDonald. Genevieve represents our area in the Maine Legislature. She is also the spokesperson and vice chair of the Island Nursing Home Task Force. We're continuing our series of discussions about the recent news that Island Nursing Home is closing after almost 40 years. This is actually the ninth in a series of podcasts that we will do over the next few weeks to keep the community up to date and also answer listener questions. As usual, nothing that Genevieve or I say today is intended to be medical advice or healthcare advice. It's just for educational purposes only. So with that, welcome Genevieve and
1: tell us what made you want to serve on the Island Nursing Home Task Force? Well, thank you, Anne, and thank you very much for having me today. Yeah. So when the nursing home announced that they were closing, I had a number of questions about how we got here. I was upset that it really blindsided myself as long as well as other community members. And so I really wanted answers. The nursing home is vital to the community, and I wanted the nursing home to either stay open or to be able to reopen and the most effective way to find answers and to shape a process moving forward is to be at the table. Problem solving, identifying solution, running down answers, um, and accessing resources are skills that I've gained as a legislator. So I was hopeful that I would be able to contribute to the task force and bring some of that, um, gosh, talent, I guess. I don't want to be self-serving. But no, good bring talent. Those, yes. To bring some of those strengths to the table and help this process.
0: Well, we are so glad that you did. And I'm gonna say that selfishly because part of my duty on the task force is taking notes. And I have to say a skill that Genevieve has that I had no idea before this process is that she can keep a group on agenda like nobody I've ever met. So I am, I am thrilled that she's part of the task force. Um, back on topic though, what has the task force
1: done so far that you would like to share with this audience? So we've had six meetings of the full task force, so all of our members, and then we've broken into three subcommittees and the subcommittees are really doing the heavy lifting. So our three committees are operations and management, affordable housing, recruitment and retention. Now that the last resident has been placed and the nursing home is closed, we're inviting Island Nursing Home staff to join in our work and share their insight. Uh, Numerous staff members have reached out to me and wanna share their experience and ideas that they have moving forward. I'm really happy with the work that we've accomplished, and I'm looking forward to seeing what recommendations each subcommittee comes up with.
0: Absolutely.
1: What do you think, Genevieve, has been the most surprising part of this
0: work and the task force for you?
1: So I'm not sure if surprising is the right word, but I've been really impressed with the talent pool that we were able to gather to contribute to this process, both of local residents and folks who have moved here from away. It's been a pleasure to get to know people I hadn't worked with before or didn't know very well. It's really nice to see this level of dedication and knowledge right here in our own community.
0: For sure. This is definitely an eclectic group on many levels, each bringing their own experience and background. Um, What do you see as the main barriers to reopening the nursing home and how are they being addressed?
1: Affordable housing. Affordable housing is absolutely our greatest barrier. And I would expand that not just for the nursing home, but also for other businesses on the island It's really an unfortunate feature of coastal living right now. We're seeing a lot of COVID gentrification. We're seeing an increase in property values. We're seeing more um, property owners decide to go to summer rentals or short-term rentals. So affordable housing is absolutely the crunch for the nursing home. There is a staffing shortage um, and ideally we'd be able to train and retain a a local workforce. That's the model that I would like to see but in the event that that isn't possible or there's gaps, you know, we can bring in traveling nurses, but we need places for them to live. And also for our local workforce, we need places for people to live. I'm seeing that not just with the nursing home, but also with the fishing industry. There are stern men that are traveling here from you know, Ellsworth, Bangor, Prospect, Bucksport, and that's really only sustainable for so long, especially if people have a family. So that's true for the fishing industry. It's true for our schools. And unfortunately in the case of our nursing home, it really brought us to this critical point where we couldn't retain enough staff to remain open. So the solution to that really rests in affordable housing.
0: Absolutely. How
1: is this being addressed? Sorry, there was a second part. No, yeah, go ahead. So the affordable housing subcommittee, which is being led by Peter Roth, who has experience with Island workforce housing. Um, He, myself, I'm on that subcommittee. Rhonda Dodge is on that subcommittee, Judy Williams and Ann, whose last name I don't wanna mispronounce. It's Shroff. Shrof. Um, So we've been identifying what exists for housing stock, what possible solutions might be, if the option is to build a you know housing development, whether it's to try to purchase existing real estate, to get an inventory of what might be available for year round rentals that are already on the island and also off the island. So really just compiling all of that information including aspects like funding and resources and what might be available through CARES Act funding or American Rescue Plan funding, you know, ways that we can, for, for me, particularly ways that we can, you know, support or promote legislation that may be dealing with affordable housing. And then out of all that information, putting together a plan to make that recommendation to the board. And that, that is a huge amount of
0: work that's going into that. And again, the task force members are all volunteers. So they're doing this. Um, because they are invested in the future, not only of the nursing home, but like you brought out, Genevieve, these kind of issues are affecting all of the island and all of the industries on the island. Um, You alluded to it a little bit, but do you think that your role as a lawmaker can help you or help us to address some of the larger statewide, um, maybe even national issues that are contributing to long-term care facilities closing across the state?
1: I do. So my knowledge and experience up until this point in the legislature has really centered on government oversight and marine resources. I don't have a lot of knowledge on things like, you know, Medicare and healthcare and nursing home and regulations up until now, but this experience has certainly provided me a front row seat to these issues and will inform my future work. I've had some really good conversations with my counterparts who work more closely on these issues. Representative Tiffany Roberts, Representative Jess Fay, Representative Michelle Myers, they serve on various committees in Augusta. Right now, we're in the second session of the main legislature, which we have a cloture date that you have to submit bills by. For the second session, that was October, and those bills have to be approved by the Legislative Council. It can be emergency legislation only. I am co-sponsoring a bill with Senator Louis Lucchini to improve the notification process for nursing home closures. That was a really big concern here, Um, not just for local communities, but also for facilities that may need a heads up that they are going to be accepting patients if they can. So we're hoping to improve that process. But yeah, this certainly has given me a keener eye to these issues and their impacts. And this is happening all across the state. Another component that has come up is contract staff and how, you know, a question of fairness and taxation and resources and how that piece operates. So that's a larger statewide conversation that we need to have. And even on a national scale. So we'll see where this conversation goes, but it's certainly an issue that I'm gonna be carrying forward for a long time.
0: Well, we definitely appreciate your representation. Um, it's so important, especially for these small rural, rural communities to have a voice and have someone um, who's who can kind of intervene and raise their hand and say, remember dear Al Stonington in all of these um, decisions. So we, we definitely appreciate your role there. Um, Do you think, Genevieve, that the rift that currently exists between the local newspaper and the INH board can be mended? And if so, do you have any ideas for how we might accomplish this?
1: Yes, I absolutely think it can. And not only can it, but it has to be. It's deeply unfortunate that the Island Nursing Home has stopped communicating with the media, not only Penobscot Bay Press, but all our media sources. Local newspapers are the single most effective way to get information out to both the local community and our summer residents who are keeping in touch from afar. And it's, it's not just the media. The nursing home needs to reestablish their lines of communication with the community and with our municipal leaders and select boards. I'd recommend that the nursing home board designate a member as the spokesperson, as we have done for the task force, and move forward. Rumor is always more wicked than the truth. So it's best to get out there, be transparent and inform the public.
0: Thank you for that advice, that is solid. Um, How does the community as a whole or as
1: individuals offer feedback or contribute to the work that the task force is doing? Sure, so I absolutely wanna make it clear that we definitely want input from the community. These are the people who live here, who may work there, who may be residents of the nursing home in the future, who have family members who have been or may be. The nursing home exists for the community, so it's really important to have that voice heard. Folks are welcome to reach out to the task force chair, Sam Harrington, to myself, or any other task force member. The task force is hosting a community meeting. It's gonna take place on Zoom on Monday, November 15th at 5.45 p.m. Folks can reach out to you for the link, or it's also available on the Deer Isle Town website, and I'm gonna share it on my social media pages and make sure to also tell the paper.
0: Wonderful. So if you would like to attend and participate in the Zoom meeting on November 15th, that is open to all community members, please follow up with me and I'll put the information in the show notes. And I will personally get you the Zoom link so that you can sign in that night and be part of um, this process and the sharing of ideas and sharing of thoughts.
1: When, Genevieve, does the task force expect to complete their work? Well, I just want to go back and thank you very much, Anne, for all the work that you've done by keeping notes and making sure people have information and hosting this podcast and responding to emails, uh-huh. making sure people have the link. We couldn't do it without you. And you've been an invaluable, although not an official task force member, um, you've absolutely been invaluable in this process. So thank you very much. Um, oh, you're very you expect-
0: welcome. I'm the water boy. That's my that's my role. Oh. In the task force <laughs> you- is I'm there on the sidelines, making sure that people have what they need. So well, we're I a love that group.
1: One. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when does the task force expect to complete our work? So we're aiming to complete our work by the beginning of the year in order to give the nursing home board enough time to implement our recommendations if they so choose. The goalposts have shifted somewhat. We were originally informed that the license suspension, which is a freeze, um, the nursing home hasn't lost their license, but it's frozen so that those beds can be parked. We thought that the deadline for that process was February, 2023. We just found out on Monday that that date is actually October of 2022. So by that point, the Island nursing home needs to be up and running. It doesn't have to be at full capacity, but it has to be accepting patients and have employees. So time is really of the essence. We've done a lot of good work in the task force. I think that we have a clear path forward. Um, The subcommittees have met numerous times, put in a lot of work, a lot of effort, so I think an end-of-the-year timeline is realistic and that we'll be able to meet that.
0: Excellent. So I'm going to, first of all, I really appreciate you continuing my sports analogy from me saying I was the water boy to you saying the goalposts were moved. I feel like we've, we've really got that sports thing going. Butter and jelly, going. baby. <laughs> yes, exactly. We rehearsed this, everyone. Um, but second of all, I just want to say too that um, the task force right now, as Genevieve pointed out, Uh, the, especially the affordable housing group, they're collecting resource information. So again, I want to be the repository. If people have information on available apartments, available houses, let me know what they are. I may ask you some follow-up questions. I may pass your name on and someone like Peter Roth may call you back and ask you questions. But we are trying to gather a full spreadsheet of what there are for housing resources. And as Genevieve very wisely pointed out, those housing resources and affordable housing are really the backbone of any successful plan for reopening the nursing home. So I just would invite anyone to think about what they have available. And if you do have something available in terms of housing, let me know, even if it's a roommate situation um, where you would be willing to share your house there may be workers out there that would love to take advantage of that. So any any ideas are welcome. So Genevieve, just a final question before I let you get back to your super busy schedule. What
1: happens after the task force
0: completes its work?
1: So when we complete our work, we'll make recommendations to the Island Nursing Home Board, and then they will vote whether or not to accept them or You know, there may be a process where they come back with some suggestions, there's some modification, we continue that conversation. We don't have the authority to direct the board what to do, um, but we're hoping to provide them with some recommendations that they will get on board with and support, and that will allow the nursing home to reopen and be sustainable long into the future.
0: Excellent. And I just wanna say on behalf of the community, um, to you and all of the task force members that we truly appreciate the work you're doing. And I appreciate the reminder that you constantly put out there, which is um, to be accepting and seeking community feedback. And I think that's hugely important. So please, if you can, um, we're trying to tell you a little bit in advance because I know people's schedules get busy, especially as the holidays start. But if you can carve out time on Monday, uh, November 15th to join us by Zoom for that community meeting, we would love to see as many faces there as possible. So thank you for your time today, Genevieve, and I really look forward to talking with you again.
1: Thank you very much, and I'll see you at our next task force meeting. Have a Perfect. great day, Anne.